On today's show, we got some happening all over the place, including a revision of the Josh Richardson trade. Moses Brown coming to the Dallas Mavericks. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about him. We'll talk about all the rumors going on. And we got some shout outs to give out. We'll talk about that on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. don't believe you shouldn't be here and welcome you are locked on to the dallas mavericks my name is nick angstead media member and coordinator for the locked on podcast network and joining me as always my co-host contributor at mavs.com the pub person the one more thinking what you got for me isaac harris oh let's go let's go we uh Man, shout out to everyone we got to see today at the pub in McKinney. I got names. Oh, we have names. Let's shout them out. <laughs> I got shout out to Jacob, John and Lexi, Matt, Colin, and that other guy from DBU. Shout out to Denver and Sam. Shout out to Kelly. Shout out to Clint and Alexis. We will come on your boat at some point. Shout out to uh, Ben. Shout out to both Jameses that talked to us afterwards. Shout out to Ben. And then shout out to a legend in, in his own right. Squish 41, we met him in the flesh. So, oh, man, Squish, yes. <laughs> Putting a face to Squish was uh, was remarkable. But this was all, you know, all for Jonathan Charks, our friend, uh, to raise money for him and his family as he fights cancer. John was mm-hmm. there. It was super cool. Took a lot of questions from Mavs fans. But ultimately, it was all about raising money for John. You could go to... Uh, the GoFundMe for him, it's still yeah. live, still active. Kirk Henderson's been tweeting it out. A lot of us, we've been retweeting it. You can find the link pretty easy. Just find one of us on Twitter. You can yep. find it. I also want to say this. Uh, a lot of you probably listening to this maybe on Sunday morning. The game between Slovenia and Spain uh, has probably already happened for a lot of you. We're going to talk about that game later on tonight on tonight's Lockdown as as far as Sunday night's pod. Uh, we're going to be recording another one Sunday evening, Sunday night, as more of these decisions come with the options, players' options, teams, team options for players that can change kind of the landscape of going into free agency. But we're also going to cover that Slovenia-Spain game yep. uh, and give all of our thoughts and stuff on that for that pod. Yeah, the problem is the rumors are happening too fast, yeah. and so we need to put a pod out. But then the game is at also at 3 a.m. our time, and so we're like, Okay, how do we fit this in? So we're just gonna do it on the the Sunday night show, which I think will be great. They're gonna, I think they think Slovenia is gonna qualify anyway, so I don't think we're gonna be missing a whole time. But it should be a good game, Slovenia versus Spain in the Olympics. But we'll cover that. So all right, let's get into the show. By the way, I want to just talk more about the the event today because I know a lot of people are out of town, out of country, like they just can't, they couldn't go to the event today, and so it was. Uh, an event raising money for Jonathan Charks and his family. And it was like Mavs Twitter just coming together in a room. It was uh, you and me, Bobby Corrala, obviously. Jeff Skin Wade was there, like you said. Uh, Charks. There was uh, Austin Garuya was there. We had... Uh, we had uh, oh Kirk and Josh Bow were there like there's just a bunch of guys from Johnny. Mavs Twitter, yeah. Uh, yeah oh Johnny Apping was there. There's a bunch of guys from Mavs Twitter. It was really cool to see everybody all in one room. Oh, super, super fun. It was super cool to talk Mavs in a live setting. And, um, you know, like you shout out a lot of people, it was was really cool to meet a lot of you guys that, you know, listen every single day. Uh, There was a a gentleman 
right after we finished uh, our session, it was like, man, I wake up every single morning with you guys. I'm like, well, that is awesome. <laughs> Take us Let's to work go. every day with them. That's pretty cool. We appreciate yeah, and, that. And I will say this. What one guy said, uh, I think it was our, our guy, Jacob. He goes, man, he asked about, uh, it was my son's birthday the other day and he turned <laughs> three. He was awesome. He was like, man, I remember when you guys started the pod, you know, and I remember the, the pod when you announced that you and your wife were pregnant. And I'm like, that's, it's crazy that we've been doing this pod so long that now I have two kids. Nick moved across the country and now I'm back. Yeah. And we've had all these life moves, but Locked On Mavs is still there. Still going. Still going still strong going. for sure. All right, let's get into some Mavs actual talk today. So the trade was revised. A lot of times this happens with trades, especially now with the rumors. They go so fast that just keep coming and coming. And they these guys try to get these trades out and... A lot of times they agree on the framework of the deal and then a co another a player will call, or not a player, a, another team will call again and be like, okay, what if we did this? What if we did this? You know, what if we did this? And it doesn't, it isn't solidified until it gets called into the league office. They don't have to make a decision on it. And for this specific trade, we talked about yesterday how important it was for them to get it done before the calendar changes over. So the fiscal calendar from, you know, the last season and then this season because of Josh Richardson's contract, and why that is important, and uh, they just have to do it before Monday. So they still have time to change this again before they call it in and all that stuff. So the change is just that Moses Brown is coming back to the Mavericks for Josh Richardson. According to Keith Smith, who is a pretty uh, reputable cap guy, um, he says the Mavericks still created a $10.8 million trade traded player exception, which is what we talked about yesterday. We talked about some options with that. It's, it seems tough to me to figure out how that would work, but I think he's a little bit smarter in the cap than me. Uh, I would guess that, that Moses Brown's salary comes out of that, but to me that, that just didn't fit, but that's what he said, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off of that. Yeah, he also tweeted out that you know it was a tug of war between Dallas you know, on you know, they didn't want to take any money back, obviously, because Dallas wanted to create as much space they can yeah. by dumping Josh Richardson's money. Boston obviously wanted to send money back in that deal, and that's where they kind of landed on, okay, we'll take Moses Brown. I think there's a way that you take that tweet and you're like, okay, does Dallas really want Moses Brown? I know a lot of us, including myself, when I saw his name come across my phone, was like, okay, cool, for nothing, like Did, for free. Didn't that like, guy have a 2020 game, right? Like That's the first thought I had was like, oh, yeah. Because there's, like, there's two sides you could take the Moses Brown thing. You can look at it and say, all right, this is his fifth team in two years. <laughs> because, because, you know, he went undrafted. He was a high recruit coming out of, you know, high school into college at UCLA. He was 15th overall in that class. Some of the, the players, Ranked. I always like going back. And yes, I always like going back to those high school classes and just see how like accurate they are. He was ranked 15 in that ESPN top 100 over like Darius Garland, Tyler Hero, and some people. But he goes to UCLA, go, goes undrafted in 2019 class, which was Zion's, you know, draft class there. He plays one game in the summer league for the Rockets. Then he signs a two-way contract with the Blazers. Obviously, it didn't work. Goes to OKC. Puts up some, like, crazy games at the end of last year. Most notably, this is the good side, if you want to be all aboard the hype train for Moses Brown. <laughs> His final game of the season last year against the Clippers, 24 points, 18 rebounds, 7 blocks. In a win. That, that's a game right there. So, that's the... Um, but then he gets, you know, shipped off to, to you know, to Boston. <laughs> do you, do you want to know the starting lineup of that Clippers team? <laughs> no, that's when they were trying to lose every game. <laughs> Zubots, Patrick Patterson, Beverly, Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard. 
Daniel Aturu. Actually, Zubats only played six seconds in that game. This is too soon. Some of these guys hit big shots against the Mavs. Daniel Aturu played 37 minutes. Jay Scrub played 36 minutes. Our boy Yogi Farrell played 27 minutes. Yogi Mania. <laughs> but, yeah, so Moses Brown, it's it's still up in the air. Uh, you made a good point to me today at, at the pub. You were like, are they really going to take, like, so Porzingis, Dwight Powell, Boban, Willie, and Moses Brown. Like, those are all five guys that can just basically only play center at this point. Uh, are they going to take all five of those guys into the, the roster next year? And I was like, man, no. that is a good point, right? They're not. I do think that, that Moses Brown, if they're going to keep him, makes Willie expendable because they kind of do the same thing. Moses Brown gives you more shot blocking and more rebounding, which is the thing that you want Willie Collison to do. And he can finish lobs as well. And he comes at, I think, half the price. I think it's 1.9 or something like that. And, and, Willie's is going to be super four favorable next year. contract for Moses yeah, Brown for sure, yeah, right? And it's, still under team control for a little while. It was funny in the moment when Moses's name was you know brought into that or that reporting today. We had Brad Townsend immediately tweeting out. There were like <laughs> tweets on top of each other. It's Brad saying, "Hey, this looks like it makes you know Willie Willie expendable. He has that team option, which the Mavericks have to decide on sometime today on Sunday." And then the tweet right after it was you know Tim McMahon saying. Sources saying the Mavs are leaning towards picking up the option for Willie. So, <laughs> you know, if they decline the option for Willie, you, you save a little bit of money. You save around $2 million because you're bringing back around $2 million with Moses Brown. So you get like a cheaper replacement. Yep. If they bring back Willie, is it? And one, I just want to say, I don't think it's a, it's a guarantee that Moses Brown's on this team, you know, by the end of the week. So I think that's something to keep in mind. Same goes for Willie. If they could, you know, take on the accept the or whatever we want to say it with the team option for Willie and then trade him use that four million dollars in a you know sign and trade or whatever it is so there's I don't think they're bringing all these centers back no you know to the roster let's just say that going into I, training camp I would rather have Moses Brown than Willie Colley Stein though and I think even if they even if they do what Tim McMahon said that they're going to do and pick up his option I think they try to use it as a trade as trade like to fill in something to you know to Dwight plus Willie equals plus future picks equals what, right? Like, can you? I would uh, say this makes more sense. Of Dwight, can you get off of Dwight's contract with you know Willie and then a pick or something like that? Not that Willie has a ton of value, but that it's another you know player, another contract, another whatever. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like, this makes more sense if they you know sign Kyle Lowry and it's a sign and trade, and Dwight Powell's going out, and then you're like, yeah. okay, well. KP, you know, he plays a five, but sometimes he plays, you know, with the big two. So he can sometimes play the four. It's like, okay, well, then you have Moses and Willie as your five men. If you bring back Boban, then you just have three of those dudes, which is still a lot. So I still don't think it's a lock that, you know, one of them will be on the team. But that, it just gives you some flexibility. I just don't, I don't want to be all hyping up Moses Brown right now when literally in like 48 hours, he might not even be on the team. But it's a nice flyer, too, to where if they keep him and it's like, hey, he's our Willie replacement off the bench, then heck yeah, let's swing for it. Let's put him in summer league and see what he can do with Josh, you know, not Josh Green, he's not going to play, but like Ty Terry and the guys. And then let's just see what, if he can make the roster in camp. So I like the flyer for Moses Brown if they keep him. Are you ready for this? Did they, did they really just <laughs> The say Dallas it? Mavericks are front runners to acquire DeMar DeRozan with the Lakers out of the race, according to... It's better. Is this some basketball forever on Facebook? <laughs> I don't know. What is basketball forever? It's just like a hoops hype. Like, no, it's it's just like a, a house of highlights. Like, just Instagram like edits. Oh, account. they've paid me before. 
But do you know? Do you know? Like, I know them. They didn't source anybody. It just says the Dallas Mavericks are front runners to acquire DeRozan with the Los Angeles Lakers out of the race. No sourcing, nothing. Like just straight up with an edit of DeRozan wearing a, a Mavericks jersey. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to speak any any more about them, but. I, I am because that just looks ridiculous. They paid me. Not even. To, they didn't even. They didn't even like cite one of their reporters, right? Like not we're even. We're freaking uh, recording right now, and now we're just like talking off the whim. But according to our blah blah blah, like they didn't even say that. I just laughed. I saw that somebody tweeted that at us. Did they? Did they tweet this out? Now I'm on Twitter. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we got a lot of rumors to get to. We're gonna get to a bunch. Jake Fisher dropped an article. He actually had some sourcing that, that I believe was real. So we'll talk about that. He was he linked the Mavericks to seven players in this. So we got to get into it. We got to talk about all these friend guys. Friend of the pod, Jake Fisher. We'll go through it. Friend of the pod, Jake Fisher dropped an article. We'll get into that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into these. Lots of stuff get going into it. Actually, before we get into some rumors, I did quickly talk to Ryland Stiles, host of Locked on Thunder, about Moses Brown. He sent me a couple of notes about him, uh, and he said, yeah, he, he's, you know, Moses Brown, obviously, uh, you know, an OKC legend because of some of the numbers he put up late in the year, uh, but his numbers are a product of, the, you know, obviously a team playing him so much. You can't expect that kind of production out of a guy that's not going to play that much for the Mavericks. He struggled with defensive rotation. He tried to go for blocks more than he realized, and he realized he didn't realize that he's so tall he can just alter shots and not just and not just go for the block every time. He said his rebounding numbers were a bit of fool's gold. It was a, he was not that great at boxing out or being extra physical. So he's just long, and the ball bounces off of the side of the rim. It's impossible for him not to get it because he's seven two with like a seven four seven six wingspan. Uh, he said he will. He would look forward to you know Luca and him doing the the pick and rolls and the lobs and all that kind of stuff. Um, and he got most of Moses Brown got most of his playing time when SGA was off the court when they were like holding him back and not playing him. So he basically played that whole stretch with Teo Maladon and Jerome and uh, Ty Jerome as the point guards. So I, I mean, if we see him with Luca, like what if he turns him into something like really awesome? So I think that's. At least a little bit encouraging. You got to put it in perspective. Obviously, he's a backup, backup big. I mean, okay, I'm gonna say this, and I'm sorry, guys, this is no disrespect to Mike Toby, but Lucas. <laughs> I mean, it's an it's an example of like, I mean, Lucas making Mike Toby look amazing right now, and he's a good basketball player. But I'm just saying, I think a lot of bigs in the NBA, a lot of Moses Browns in yeah. the NBA, are saying, "Man, can I like, can I go be? You know, look what look at the hype Mike Toby's getting right now." So. Yeah. yeah. So, but but I think love that, Mike Toby. By the way, don't come at me. <laughs> I think Moses Brown has the tools to be able to be a player like that. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But yeah. let's get into some of these rumors. So, a bunch of stuff from Jake Fisher. The first one is that um, the Mavericks, uh, New Orleans, has gained momentum towards landing Lowry. The race for his services still does consist of several suitors. Miami and Dallas are expected to aggressively pursue the All Star point guard. Sources say as uh, Lowry's close relationship with Heat centerpiece Jimmy Butler is often mentioned among league personnel. So the league personnel, like guys that work for teams, think that the Lowry-Jimmy Butler connection is strong enough that that could factor into his decision. That's who I'm scared about the most. I, I'm, I mean, unless it's just all money for him and New Orleans says, hey, we'll give you three for 105 and it's 35 a year basically, then, I mean, sure. But I think... Yes, I think Miami is the biggest threat for Lowry. Yeah, so uh, we've talked about Lowry enough. We don't have to get into it too much, but 
Uh, I know that, the uh, listeners love Kyle Lowry. Listeners are 100%. There's not a single listener listening to this podcast that is against Kyle Lowry. There's a whole bunch on YouTube as well that are just absolutely for Kyle Lowry at any number. His max, which would be $40 million, they're like, let's clear the space. Let's get him. Let's bring him you in. You know what? You should leave a comment if, <laughs> and tell us how you feel about Kyle Lowry. If you're not doing it already, please do it now. The other name that was linked to the Dallas Mavericks, Rashawn Holmes, is expected to return to Sacramento, sources say, although a market for Holmes may still exist with Dallas, New York, and Toronto. Uh, so there's Rashawn Holmes is another one. Uh, after We need another five. Yeah, I was going to say another. I mean, it, it would be nice to upgrade that position still. That's a bunch of, like, Mavs have a bunch of names, but Rashawn Holmes would be an upgrade on every single one of those besides maybe Porzingis. Whatever he counts as. I guess, yeah. I think a lot of other people out there are higher on Rashawn Holmes than me. I feel like there's been an infatuation with him for the Mavs for a while. And I I think he's fine. Yeah. I don't I'm right. not ready yeah, to no, go out and hand a big contract to him to be a fight. Like that's about it. It's all about expectations for him. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Here's one that was a little new, a little old at the same time. Dallas, San Antonio, New York, and Miami are the rumored suitors. For Kelly Oubre Jr. in free agency. You hate him. We, <laughs> we uh, meet you and Charks had a conversation about Kelly Oubre Jr. today. I'm, Tell him I, how that went. I'm against it, and you guys are for it. So you guys are probably smarter than me. So Well, no, we just said one year, $10 million. If, like, if that was the thing, like you wouldn't do that. And I'm not... Like I don't dislike him that much. It depends on who else you get, I think. If he's like the third sure. piece that you get with it, but... You know, my guy shot worse than Josh Richardson from three last year. Yes, he shot 31%. From Over the last three years, he shot 33% from three at five attempts per game. But did just, you see his under, game against Dallas? Just under 30. Why are all these guys just have had really good games against Dallas linked to the Mavericks? I, get ready. I have a DJ Augustine segment coming up. <laughs> Is it right after your Julius Randle segment or your Damian Lillard zero segment or Rodney Hood? <laughs> so that Peters. that one is interesting. But you're for you're for Kelly Oubre Jr. I mean, okay, I wouldn't say I'm like all for Kelly Oubre, but I'm just saying I'm not totally against him coming here. That's the that's the type. Yeah. Does he play I'm over Dorian? Probably, yeah. Okay, I'd say probably. I feel like he has a little bit more creation and. Another one of those guys where I'd love to see him like play with Luca. He has much prettier eyes. <laughs> I can't tell you what his eye color is. <laughs> Tsunami Poppy. I mean, come on. Bryn Forbes parted ways with Milwaukee after not playing in the last three games of the finals, and league sources said the Brooklyn Nets are believed to be the leading candidate for him. Other teams to keep an eye on. Chicago, Cleveland, Dallas, and New Orleans for Bryn Forbes. I honestly don't care. <laughs> I don't think he does anything. I mean, he shoots. That's fun. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry if there's any Bryn Forbes. One of my favorite comments we got today at the pub uh, was, "You guys are honest on your podcast," and that was a great example of what you just did. Bryn <laughs> Forbes doesn't do anything. <laughs> that was a perfect example of being honest. He he shoots. He shoots it really well, but he's I don't know. I think him and Tim Cato are the same size. Here's one that kind of came out of left field a little bit. The Mavericks are considered the favorite by league sources to sign Sterling Brown. I like this one. I'm not going to lie. I do like this one, especially for a flyer type. I'm assuming it wouldn't cost too much. He's 26, shot 42% from three last year. Did he uh, really? 
He did on f- over four threes a game for Houston. And wow. I actually looked up. He some shot of his- 32% the year before that. Shut up, 2.8 Nick. for Milwaukee. Don't bring that crap up. I'm just saying. Let's just let's talk about for the his good. career though. 37. percent So that I mean that's a law of averages right there. Okay. So catch and shoot shots unguarded shot 42. percent Very good rating on synergy. Guarded catch and shoot shots 40. percent Excellent rating on synergy. All the shooting numbers were great last year in Houston. I actually watched a decent amount of his clips today. It's it's those type of signing. He's a wing, a bigger yep. wing. It's like sure if you can get him for a, a cheap cost, like you're not handing I'm the in. full MLE to him or something. No, but a minimum contract. If he's down for like a couple million dollars, bring him on. Heck Let's yeah, do this. So SMU guy too. I'm all about it. Yeah, absolutely. SMU guy played for Jason Kidd for half a season. His first year in Milwaukee. Uh, and think about that. So yeah, there's that connection. There is he with Excel? Hold on, let me just check real quick if he's with Excel. You play with Michael Carter Williams. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and yeah, he would be, he, he's an unrestricted free agent. So the Mavericks would just sign him out right into that cap space. Uh, yeah. Cause they wouldn't do any kind of sign and trade or anything like that. No. Cause he, a sign and trade is a cup. I've seen a couple of people on Twitter and places say, what about a sign and trade has to be three years. You have to sign that guy to a three year contract. Yeah. So there's some crazy stuff going around right now. Sign and trades where people are just throwing around sign and trades left and right. <laughs> just, Players that are like not even free agents that are just under contract. And are like, what if we sign and trade this player? I'm like, well, you gotta like you sign, gotta sign play- one like of them. A player has to, <laughs> yes. A player has to be a free agent. There's just, it's become the thing and we're, we're going to see a lot of it, but it's going to get confusing for a lot of us too couple other names here. The Mavericks, along with the San Antonio Spurs, are known to have registered interest in John Collins, but it appears the Atlanta forward will likely re-sign with the Hawks following their sprint to the Eastern Conference Finals on a deal that could surpass $120 million. Bring out a sound drop for that. Where's Mavrello? Laughing. Is Mavrello done? Did did Nico just say, hey, Mavrello, um... I, I can't do this. Is that was that part of the negotiations with Nico? Was Mavrella has to be out if I'm going to come in because I don't. We haven't seen anything with Mavrella since <laughs> the new regime. Jason Kidd was like, "I'm done. I'm not doing this." <laughs> 120 million for John Collins. If it's if it's five years, it's 24 million. If it's four years, it's 30 million a year. That's a lot. What are they doing? Which one? Uh, I don't know. Both of them seem like a lot to me for a guy of what John Collins does. But, but I mean, you do it, though. I mean, unless there's a – you do it because you don't want to be the Bogdanovich situation with Sacramento to where you just lose the asset. Yeah. It's like you do it just for the sake of at the deadline you have a, a good – good, not great, young player that – and they have young pieces, too, that say, hey, let's put us in the game for going and bidding for a Bradley Beal or something like that. Yeah. Last one here. Outside of the efforts to land Lowry, the Mavericks are said to prioritize retaining sharpshooting wing. Tim Hardaway Jr. has also been linked to the Miami Heat. Uh, I think a, a bunch of people have kind of penciled in Tim Hardaway as being $20 million. You don't think that's the case? Uh, I think 20 is the highest on that. I think it's 16 to 20. Like, if we got Tim for under 18, I'm thrilled. But we'll see. I mean, also Tim. Well, we're not talking about Maxis with Tim, but he's on eight years, so he's not on that ten plus years route. I don't think we have to. Well, we don't have to worry about Maxis. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the I mean, the Miami thing, Miami connection is something we all have watched, and I mean, he works out there all the time. It's you know everything with Miami connection to Tim. But I mean, Lowry's the biggest domino. We 
and so much of stuff with Miami too. I think it's connected with Dallas this offseason because the Lowry stuff, deciding between the two of them, possibly maybe some others. The Goran Dragic stuff, to where if Lowry goes there, could you know Dragic go to Dallas? Tim Hardaway, like, is Miami going to be calling Tim Hardaway? Is that, you want like? I think there's a lot of connections with Miami this offseason. That that's a, that's the domino, and then there there's a couple things here. It's not going to be Lowry or nothing. I think because. If Lowry decides to go to Miami, then Tim can't go to Miami. And then all of a sudden that yeah. takes a suitor out for Tim Hardaway. Dragic probably has to be gone as well, right? And so yes, then Dragic can possibly come over to the Mavericks, which I think we're on board for, for a cer- at a certain number. Uh, if, if Lowry decides to go to uh, if Lowry decides to go to the Pelicans, then Lonzo Ball probably isn't coming back because they'd have to renounce his right. rights to be able to sign Lowry and get that cap space. So that's an option for the Mavericks as well. So there's like there's things that open up now. It's not just like you're chasing somebody and then if they leave, then you're stuck with waiting on Danny Green and then there's just nothing left, right? Yeah, and I think we've seen just by all the reporting and everything that Dallas is very committed to to adding some type of secondary creator this offseason, something we've Which is all good. wanted. Yes, whether it's Kyle Lowry, whether it's Lonzo, whether it's Dragic, Mike Conley, like you name the names that, I mean, it feels like they've been uh, Den Witty some, yeah. somewhere Dallas has been connecting to all of these different playmakers yeah, and, right. and creators. So I think it, it, when the music stops and everyone's walking around the chairs, I and think music fades, I think Dallas will be sitting there with, with one of them. When I simply come. Let's go. Keep it, keep it going. I'm coming back, back to, to the, the heart. <laughs> certain lines just bring up like song it's lyrics in your head, right? My wife yeah. just came in like, what are you doing? She's like, are y'all recording? <laughs> are you guys still doing a Mavs podcast? Yes, we are. Yes, still. Um, but uh, there, was a, there was a report today that Conley is going to get three years and it was like uh, 60 million. So it's going to be 20 million each. Could the Mavericks come in and sweep in and overpay that? By like you know a bunch and and Conley decide not to go there and right just like piss David Locke off, I I'm okay with that I'm not making the move I just have to report on it. <laughs> uh, yeah I don't know how okay so the game we played at the the pub today was Dragic for fifteen one year fifteen yeah, yeah. Lonzo for twenty Lowry for thirty which one would you which one do you want That's a good question and we all landed on Lowry but I'm not a I put it out there because I'm not opposed to any of those. Like, right. If they missed on Lowry and you're you're telling me that they signed Lonzo for like, you know, for around 20 for a three year deal, like, 20 a year, by the way, I just want to be clear on that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not mad about that because I love Lonzo. I, I would love his fit next to Luca. Besides he, he doesn't give you the, the shot creation, but still, which 20 per year is not like 20 this year, 20 next year, 20 the year. It, it could be starting like, I don't know, 18 one year, 20 the next year, 22 the next year. Like they could they could try and, and shift it like that so where they have more cap space this year. It's not just 20 and then okay, now we have 14 million left. We can yeah, have and, and I want to give context to this too. If they handed somebody like Lonzo Ball 20 million a year and you're sitting there saying that's way too much money for Lonzo, you couldn't even trade that. Like that's a crazy amount. I'm just going to give you a couple of names who's making $20 million. This First of all, season. on the Lonzo front, he's 23, right? Like He can exactly. still grow into something. I'm, I'm for Lonzo still. I'm not like, against him. These are all the names making around $20 million this year. Jeremy Grant, Harrison Barnes, Gallinari, Gary Harris, Malcolm Brogdon, Buddy Heald. Like, what are we the talking The Buddy Heald and Gary Harris names stick out a lot there. Zach Levine's making 19.5. Clint Capella, 19. Bogdanovich, 18. Like, it's not... 
I know it sounds like a lot to pay somebody like Lonzo 20 million, but look at all of those names right there and saying, okay, like I get like Lonzo is in that category, right? So uh, that's, Tim, Tim Lonzo, Sterling Brown. Are you, are you in on that off season? I'm in on that. Yeah. off season. I think that, yeah. I think that's a win for the It's Mavericks. not my priority because I would love now Braylon from the pub today. I was in the pub for five minutes and Braylon asked me, why do you want Lowry over Lonzo ball? Oh yeah. And shout out to Braylon too. Shout out to you, Braylon. So he's like <laughs> really happy right now talking about Lonzo. Yeah. It's not my first like dream scenario because I really want Kyle Lowry here. We've made that clear. Yeah. Uh, but if that's the consolation, then yes, I would be happy with that. Happier than happier for Lonzo than John Collins. Yes. Oh yeah. Happier for Lonzo than Dragic. Like if we're if we're playing the game, Lonzo for twenty, Dragic for fifteen. That one's a little bit harder because it would depend on like who's the other guy too. Where I think I would got, still pick Lonzo in that scenario. I'd be happier for Lonzo. Well, if like you got Dragic, but it also cleared up another five to go like combined with the other money to go get somebody Which, else. If it's like a two year deal for Dragic, two years, like 30, it could, it could be, you know, what 14, one year and 16. The next, if we like, get Dragic, mean, I'm just leaving this flag up all year. Just forever because, with Igor and, and Luca. <laughs> I know. And it's like, we're just locked on Slovenia all year. <laughs> What's Zoran doing? He scored 20 the other night. Bring in Mike Toby to camp fully embrace it. <laughs> the next That's, Mav city edition jerseys. Just wait guys. They might be Slovenia color. <laughs> when they play Cleveland, oh my gosh, that would be because there's so many Slovenians in Cleveland. Yeah, that would be a, quite the Slovenian night. But let's talk about Dragic real quick. So yeah. Sunday, option day for a lot of everybody around. The, like you got to figure this crap out: player options and team yeah. options. Miami has this very unique situation to where they have to figure out: like, are they going to need the contracts to Dragic? and Andre Iguodala for any type of trades or signing trades when they're, free agency starts. They're both on team options. Dragic, $19.4 million team option. Iguodala, $15 million team option. And that's the end of their deal. Those are expiring deals if they pick them up. Yeah, so right there, if they pick up those options, they have $35 million in expiring contracts. Yeah. That you can go, like, that matches a lot of people. But what if they just need the like cap Porzingis. space? <laughs> they need They need to know, like... But you can't air quote if you're watching on YouTube. They can't legally talk to free agents, you know, before Monday. So it's like a weird spot for them because, like, if they take those, you know, team options, then they don't have cap space. But then if they decline them and say, we'll take the cap space, then they don't have the contracts if they need to do some type of trade. I think they're going to turn them down. I think they're going to, because I think that I think Pat Riley works as I can get anybody, right? Yeah. And so that's the, I mean, we saw the Shams tweet today saying, if, they do this with Dragas. Multiple contenders will be interested in him. He'll be an unrestricted free agent. Then all of us, all of our conspiracy hats can be put on. If they decline it, then, I mean, that's where Toronto's lost some leverage with Kyle Lowry because, you know, I think if you're Toronto, you go into this offseason and you're hoping there's some more teams out there that don't have the space that, that are approaching you with the sign and trade route. But Toronto's losing this because, now we have teams like New Orleans and Dallas and Miami teams that and the Knicks. Might, yeah. And Knicks that he doesn't have to do that. Like they don't have to do a signing trade or anything. So that's the, that's where Toronto's lost some leverage in it. And yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure a team like Dallas would still try to approach him with it and say, Hey, do you want something like we can open up some more <laughs> money if you want to take this player or whoever, but that's, it gets tricky, but it should be fun. There should be a lot of like, 
at least some clarification on some teams cap stuff by the time that our next pod comes out Sunday night. Imagine you're Dragic and like tomorrow you can like the team decides if you're making $19 million or not, because you're not going to get 19 probably somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. They and decide if you're getting $19 million or if you're not. Well, and knowing that if they do pick it up, there's a high chance that you're probably getting traded to a place you don't have control over. Yeah, true. So which, which could buy him out. Yes, exactly. Or you're like, okay, well they de- decline my team option and now I get to pick my next home and I probably won't get 19, but can I get one for 15 or two, you know, two for 30 or whatever it is from a team? What, I mean, he's a guy too that, I mean, heck, if the Lakers called and said, we'll give you our full MLE, like, I, I mean, I wouldn't shock. Like, that's a guy where I'm like, well, dang, he could go to a really good team and take their MLE. And even though it's a lot less money, so I'll be really intrigued what happens with Dragic coming up. A lot of things that have to happen still. We will be covering all of them. And by the way, again, I want to remind everybody we'll be talking about the Slovenia game that happened earlier Sunday on our Sunday night show. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.